Welcome. You're listening to the Making the Shift podcast, where you learn how to go from employee to CEO and build a wildly successful coaching or yoga business. I built my coaching business while working as a teacher, and now I'm obsessed with helping other women do the same. Each week, I will teach you high-level mindset and business strategies that you can implement right away. I'm your host, life and business coach, Denise Veneri. Hello, hello. Welcome back. I'm so happy to be here with you guys today. And I'm going to dive right in. I spent the weekend with my coach and we did a mastermind. So essentially what she does on her for her mastermind is front load all the information, teaches all the concepts, all the philosophies, all the processes. And then we spend six months implementing what we come up with during the mastermind. So I'm on fire (laughs) as I always am when I spend time with my coach. I just download all of these incredible ideas and all of these new concepts and things that I really want to share with my clients and my podcast listeners. So even if you're not a client, I still think of you and how I can help you in this moment, no matter where you are in your business journey. So today's podcast is just basically, you know, the effect of spending some time in a high quality container with a lot of other people who are all business owners, uh, all coaches, but with different niches. And I think that's actually what really works about being in this container is that we just inspire each other. We hold space for each other. We're able to share ideas and just get inspired from others. And so this podcast is all about selling. So my coach in particular, her real zone of genius is in sales. And she's just an incredible mind to listen to about how she thinks about selling, how she thinks about sales. And it made me really think about some of my clients and the things that they are struggling with inside their business. And one of the areas that comes up for a lot of people, especially service-based providers like therapists and coaches and yoga teachers and, you know, energy workers or things like that, you know, health coaches, life coaches, right, is selling, right? That's selling. Some people really just are all in and they don't have trouble with that. But I find far and few between that there's a lot of my clients struggle, especially in the beginning, because I help a lot of brand new coaches and yoga teachers develop programs um, to put out into the world to be able to work with people in a one-on-one capacity and really grow a full-fledged six-figure business. So in the beginning, they're not comfortable with selling their service. So today's podcast is really going to be all about that. So I use this concept, I teach this concept with my clients of service first. So I might have brought this up on some other previous episodes of the podcast, but okay, so the concept is service first. And I think this really, really speaks to my purpose-driven entrepreneurs quite a bit because they really do want to grow businesses that they are passionate about and they love the work that they do because they see themselves as helping other people change their lives. That's why they wanted to start the business that they're in. So I love this because as a background of having, you know, years and years and years as a yoga teacher and having, you know, a business as a yoga teacher, um, there's a concept in yoga called seva. 
which in English means service. So I love the philosophy of it because the idea behind that kind of service is that we are here to be of service. Like no matter what we do, like we just are here to be of service. That's the contribution every human being has as they live in this world, having this life that no matter what you currently do, like even if you're a banker or a stay-at-home mom, you're still being of service. But for some reason, like when my clients think about growing their business, they kind of forget that, that their business is an act of service the same way that a teacher's, uh, you know, a teacher their contribution in this life is to be of service. And the way that they are doing that is through teaching. Same thing with a lawyer, right? That they're just by being human, that they're here to be of service. And the the chosen path that that they have decided upon was to be a lawyer. But make no mistake about it, even within that context, they are being of service. I mean, you know, and no, no job is too big or too small, right? So the, the, the gas attendant that pumps your gas, he too or she is being of service, okay? So for some reason, though, we can like easily apply that to these other professions and see, oh, yeah, they are being of service. But when you have your own business, for some reason, it's like they forget this. They forget <laughs> that their business is an act of service. It's just their chosen act of service and what that looks like. And so I hear a lot from my clients things like, I don't want to promote myself. I don't know what to say on social media. They get like really nervous on a consult, especially when it comes to, you know, not just ask because on a consult, you'll ask um, a potential client a lot of questions about where they are in like their journey, what they're struggling with. And then you explain like how your methodology, your process or program can help them get results that they're looking for. A lot of my clients get very nervous around that part and they just, they say they like lose it at that part of the consult, right? And they say, I don't want to be salesy. I don't want to be sleazy. It's icky. And hey, listen, all of those things, number one, they're completely normal. Like it's completely normal for you to have those those thoughts at some point. I think it's, you know, if you think you're the only one having those thoughts, you're not. There's tons and tons and tons of people out there who do have those thoughts, even though they're really passionate about the work that they do. They just wish that they didn't have to sell it. Right. And it's just because of the way they're thinking about sales, which I'm going to go into in a moment. So one, if you are having those thoughts and you're struggling on consults or you're struggling to make offers in your social media posts, or you're struggling to, you know, just talk naturally about what you do, like A, you just have a human brain doing a human brain thing and B, there's like an antidote, especially if you feel paralyzed by this and can't take action. And the antidote is service right, is to be of service, to remind yourself that you are actually helping other people, right, that it's an act of service, to remind yourself that selling is serving and serving is selling. So I'm going to say that again. It's going to become like a mantra you're going to hear on my podcast because I know how many people really struggle with this. And I think that if you can reframe it and really understand truly deeply like in your bones that the work you're doing is an act of service, you might not be so caught up in the, I don't know what to say, and I don't want to be salesy or sleazy, 
Because if you're truly not trying to sell anything and you're just being of service, you're going to enter into like a more abundant energy, a more grateful or gratitude energy rather than like convincing, which is like the sleazy salesy piece when you when you feel like you're convincing someone to work with you, right? But you never have to convince somebody to work with you if you're just being of service and it's truly something that they want, like they actually want to work with you, right? Like that's the other thing that I think gets forgotten sometimes is, you know, there are people out there who actually want to work with you. They just don't know that you exist yet. Okay. So we'll, we'll get into that in a moment, but just to come back to this idea that it's service first, right? So if like, say it with me, <laughs> selling is serving and serving is selling. And it truly, truly is. So I want you to like, just think about this for a second. When you go into Target, right? Like you don't have, or like whatever store you frequent, right? Like you don't have all these weird feelings about Target selling their goods, right? Like you go in there and there was like one or two items that you were going into Target with. And yet you walk out with like five, like half of the time you walk out with way more than you wanted going in. And you don't think that Target was being salesy and forced you to buy the tank top or the socks or the shoes, right? Like you just bought it and that was that. And you were happy that they had the item because you didn't even know you needed it until it was presented to you, right? Like you didn't know you needed the tank top until you walked past the aisle and you're like, huh, I could use some tank tops, right? I'm really glad Target has tank tops. I might be speaking from experience, but anywho, like Target is really good about that, like allowing you to come to them. Yeah, they have commercials and like catalogs and things like that, but like I know I never think, gee, Target is being really salesy here. Like, I mean... I kind of understand and accept their target. That's what they do. They have things. They sell things. Things I like, things I need, and things I want to buy. And, you know, I like Target. And I'm glad they are there selling away, right? And yet, when we think about, like, our offers, so, like, when you think about putting out your offer into the world, it's like you forget that you are selling things that people want, They might not even know about your service or your method yet and don't realize how it can benefit them yet. It's your job to put it out there and teach them about what you do and how you can help them with their problem, okay? Like imagine if Target never had a giant Target circle and they never put a commercial out and they never had a catalog like that came out around the holidays. You wouldn't really know that they existed unless somebody happened to go into this random store and then they like maybe mentioned it to a friend, right? And that's possible that you could build a business on referrals, but it's probably going to take a little bit longer, right? But if you were just out there naturally talking about what you did and how you could help your ideal client with the problem that you helped them solve, like they might not even know that that's available to them yet. So it's kind of like your moral obligation to share exactly what it is that you do. It's your job to put it out there and teach them about what you do and how you specifically can help them with their problem. So selling your service, selling your offer, selling your program is an act of service in and of itself. And it's just like I'm happy to pay for a tank top from Target. People will be happy to pay you. 
So before I knew about coaching, I didn't know such a thing existed. I just thought people were either born with the capacity to like get shit done or not, (laughs) that they could work out their problems either by themselves or like at most with a therapist or not at all. I had no clue that there was this thing called coaching and I'll never forget it. I was listening to Amy Porterfield's podcast And she had on this woman who talked about life coaching and she had a podcast and I was just smitten with with her. The way that she talked about life coaching on Amy Porterfield's podcast, I just got turned on to her to her like whole motto, the way that she spoke, the way that she taught, the way that she just there was just something magnetic about her in that episode. And I immediately went into iTunes and found her podcast. And her name is Brooke Castillo. And I literally could listen to Brooke all day long. She has a podcast that goes back like five, six, seven years. And I devoured all of it, like all 300 and something episodes. And not once did I feel like she was selling me. I never felt like she was selling me in the podcast with Amy Porterfield. And I never felt like she was selling me throughout all 300 of her podcast episodes, even when she was making an offer to come join her at her school or to come join her in her coaching programs. I still never felt like I was being sold to because of the amount of value that she provided to me before ever even making an offer to come join her somewhere else. Um, And like she was I mean, it was it's funny because not once did I feel like she was selling me, but she was she was actually selling me on me, like on my dreams and the life that I wanted to create for myself. But she sold it by way of being of service first. And each podcast episode like taught me something that I didn't know before. So every single time I listened to her podcast, I got transformations. Like I got something of value just listening to a 25, 30 minute podcast episode. And I got so much value from her free stuff that I signed up for her certification. I hired a coach of my own and I joined um, a coaching mastermind group, not once, but like two times. This is obviously over the course of many years, but like none of these people, like my one-on-one coach, my mastermind coach, I just joined another, I just hired another one-on-one coach. Like none of these people were like, come buy my stuff. It's like the stereotypical, like used car salesman, you know, like I think that's what a lot of people think about when they think of selling. They think of the stereotype of a used car salesman, like really trying to sell you a lemon, right? No, all these people, Brooke and my one-on-one coach and my and my mastermind business coach, like none of them were ever like, come buy my stuff. I'm selling you crap. No, <laughs> they, they were selling me things that I wanted. They were things that I didn't even know I needed or things that I didn't even know were available for me to help me with my problem, to help me get a result that I was not getting in my own life by myself. I didn't even know that was available to me. And once they taught me that this was available, I was all for it. And, you know, they they really, how they sold me, I'm doing air quotes, is they just taught, they shared insights and they gave real value that I could use right then and there without ever paying them a dime. I got these tons of transformations. I got tons of value from their free stuff. 
right? And that's what sold me on them, okay? And I chose to pay them. As a matter of fact, my my coach, who I love dearly, has a saying, and she says, want to know what my clients buy from me? Anything I fucking sell them. <laughs> literally, that is her, her statement, her motto. And literally, that is true for me. I would buy anything she sold me. Why? Because of the value exchange. I pay her and I get all the upgrades. I learn how to scale my business faster. I learn how to do it without hustle and without burnout. I cut down the learning time that it takes. I I shorten my learning curve. I have someone to bounce ideas off of. And that has leaked over into other areas of my life too. So I learned how to be a better coach, a better mom, a better wife, a better overall human being. I learned how to be of value to my people and truly be a stand for their greatness by getting over my own shit. And she taught this before I ever paid her a penny. And now that I work with her, the value is even greater. I'm happy she sold to me because she served. She changed my life. And I'm happy that she did that. And I would pay her again and again. And I will. I will keep paying her because the value exchange far outseeds, like far exceeds how much I've paid her. So I'm actually happy to pay her. What? I mean, like that is the epitome of selling is serving and serving is selling. And that is available for you too inside of your business. You can have people that want to work with you who are happy to pay you for the ex- like for the expertise that you bring to their life. Like people will be happy to pay you. Like, I know sometimes we don't think of that, but it's true. Like, if you can wrap your mind around this, like, or if you actually, if you can't map your, wrap your mind around this, excuse me, if you can't wrap your mind around this, that people are actually happy to pay you, I would make a list of all the things that you were happy to pay for. Things that maybe you didn't walk away with like a physical object in exchange. So like, for example, a massage. You happy to pay for a massage? Were you happy to pay for your doctor checkup or a concert? To me, that's like a really good one to pay money for an experience, right? Like to go to a concert like, and you're happy to pay for it. And sometimes like months in advance of the event, I buy concert tickets like four months out. I'm happy to pay it. And I don't walk out of the concert with a physical object in my hand, but I walk out of that concert having had an experience and I was happy to pay for it. Like, so if you are having trouble wrapping your mind around weight, people could actually be happy to pay for me for like my service and to work with me like make a list of all the things you were happy to pay for because the only time selling feels sleazy or salesy is when you expect to get something out of it like when you put the pressure of like like you hope this makes you money or you hope this gets you a client, like essentially when you're thinking about yourself and you're not thinking about your potential clients and like your ideal client, it's like those thoughts when they are driving your marketing and selling, then yes, you are going to feel slimy. The reason why is because you have an attitude of expectation. Like you gave something and now you want to see the immediate effects in return. And that's, part biology because your brain just likes instant gratification. It's like it posts a social media post and it immediately wants to see all the likes. It wants to see people commenting. Um, And 
But but the problem with that is like it's the opposite of serving without expectation, right? And we don't get immediate gratification from being of service. If we're just being of service, we're not actually looking for any gratification. We're just truly being of service because we know we can help somebody and we love what we do and we're so passionate about the work that we're doing that we're not thinking about ourselves. We're only thinking about the people that we can help. And that is service first, right? That's that service first attitude. Um, But when you, you know, so when you focus on your attention on what your ideal client actually needs, like right now in in like that moment, something that you could shift the way that they are thinking about their problem or a tip to help them with it, like that's when you're putting their needs before your own, okay? And that's kind of the space you really wanna be in when you're creating content or you're thinking about, you know, quote unquote, promoting yourself or the energy or space you wanna be in before you get on a consult, right? If you get on the consult with like, I hope I, you know, I hope I sign this client rather than like, I hope I really serve this client at a deep level, whether or not they sign with me right now. Like what transformation can I provide in this space of this hour long consult? Like when you enter into that space, it kind of removes that icky feeling that makes you nervous, right? That makes you feel, or I mean, there might be still some nerves. I don't want you to think there's anything wrong if you are nervous. There's nothing wrong with that, but if you're entering it into this space of pressure of like having to sign the client, that almost never works. You're almost never going to sign a client from that from that energy. So how do you enter into like a space of serving is selling and selling is serving? Well, you have to know your audience. Okay, you like have to know your ideal client and how you specifically can help them with their problem. So know the results that they want and having a clear methodology of how to help them get it. So it's like one of the things I work with my clients so deeply on is having a process, a method of how to help their ideal clients get the results that they're after. Because if you don't actually know what you're doing, like how, like you might have a rough idea of like, this is a problem my clients have and I can help them, but you don't actually have a process, like a step-by-step process to help them get it, it, you're gonna struggle to talk about it. You're gonna struggle to articulate at a deep level what your client's problem is and how you can help them solve it. You're gonna struggle on a consult, especially explaining exactly what they're getting by working with you. Like, Like if they're going to pay you whatever your price is to work with you for three or six months, if you can't explain to them what it is you do inside that container, then it's going to fall very flat. Okay, so one of the things that I think really helps remove some of this like salesy, I don't want to be salesy, I don't want to promote myself kind of energy and enter into a place of service is knowing exactly what your ideal client's pain points are, what their problems are, and the result that they actually want and how you have a simple methodology that will help them get the result that they're after. So you understand their problem intimately and you can tell them something to do to like help with that problem. Let's say in an Instagram post or a Facebook post, right? You like when you're being of service, right? Service and providing value first, A lot of the ways in which you can do that is by showing up on social media, which so many people have trouble with. But if you're focusing really on like what's one problem that my ideal client has 
And how can I help them with this one problem in this one post? And you really are making it about them and not you, okay? Um, And that's giving value ahead of time, right? Like you're giving so much value ahead of time before they even pay you a dime. So like if I give you, like that's why I gave you the example of listening to Brooke's podcast and then to my coach's podcast and just being in their orbit for a, a length of time and learning so much from their free content. They gave like value ahead of time. And that's truly like the definition of service is like showing up and teaching as much as you know at the moment you know it and not caring if somebody ever pays you for that. That is the definition of service. So key reminders, okay, for today's episode. Whenever you feel like you don't want to be salesy or you're like nervous to promote your offer, it's because you have forgotten to be of service first. And that serving is selling and selling is serving. Okay, hope today's episode was exactly what you needed. And I look forward to talking with you guys next week. Bye for now. Hey, if you're ready to grow your business, I want to invite you to learn about coaching with me. Set up a time by going to denisefineri.com forward slash consult. We spend one third of our lives at work and it can be purposeful and profitable while having the impact that you want. So until next week, go make some epic shifts. Thanks for tuning in.